When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Okay. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. We will, uh, at 7.30, hand the reins over to Morley Scott for the Elks this week. Usually we have that on Mondays, but we had the holiday yesterday as uh, Morley is already in Regina getting ready for the broadcast on Thursday night. We will talk to Andy Wigston this evening. He's the tournament director of the Brick Invitational, which is off and skating at West Edmonton Mall. Always love talking about that tournament. And, of course, the big Oilers news. Connor Brown has indeed joined the team. Base salary, $775,000. So if he plays 10 games, though, he gets uh, a bonus that takes it up to a $4 million contract. And uh, that would go on the cap next year for the Oilers. Uh, A little more on Connor Brown and some other Senators storylines. I am pleased to welcome back to the show Senators analyst Gord Wilson checking in. Gord, thanks for making time for me, man. How are things? Always a pleasure, Reed. I'm fine, thank you. Everything is going swimmingly well here in the nation's capital. We're ex- uh, enjoying some extreme heat weather temperatures and uh, no complaints at all. Well, I, I was going to ask about that because uh, our guys were out there for the game on Friday and, and they said it was, was pretty hot there in Ottawa, so it's lingered here through the long weekend? Yep, it has, definitely. Uh, yeah, uh, 32, 33 today, I think, with... Uh, uh, humid X reading of about 39, close to 40, and I think we're expecting the same tomorrow and uh, Thursday, and then a little bit of rain on Friday. Okay, I should ask you this as well. I, I, I can't remember how much of uh, your part of the country got affected. Earlier in the summer here in Edmonton, hot and it was smoky because of all the yeah. fires, and, and there were fires yeah. on the east coast there. What? How did that affect Ottawa, if at all? Same here. We've had uh, terrible uh, air quality uh, readings probably for the last three weeks now. And I have a cottage about an hour west of uh, Ottawa, the nation's capital, and there has been a fire ban on for probably a good month now. So we've had, yeah, lots of uh, um, uh, heavy-duty forest fire uh, activity uh, in Quebec. And when the winds blow a certain way, they blow right into uh, Ottawa. And yeah, we've had some uh, some pretty um, uh, apocalyptic like sunsets. Let's put it that way, because it's eerie when uh, you see so much. Um, I want to call it smog, but it's not. It's it's basic smoke, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, certainly different for sure. Be- before, Smells good though. Yeah, oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> before we get to the hockey, I want to ask you one other question. Uh, Canada Day. 
I mean, look, it, it's a celebration. Our, our country's not perfect, but I, I think it's a better place to live than, than most places in the world. Uh, I, I'm very lucky here in Edmonton. Uh, I got a buddy who lives uh, very near to a park that overlooks the River Valley. So you yep. stand on his front lawn and you watch the fireworks from the ledge. What's Beautiful. What's Canada Day like in Ottawa? Like, t- tell us the, the experience of Canada Day in Ottawa. Well, Parliament buildings, the Parliament, uh, on Parliament Hill, they, they, they would normally hold uh, their uh, fireworks activity on Parliament Hill, and it's pretty spectacular. The backdrop in itself is is absolutely breathtaking. Uh, you know, in sports we talk about, you know, field goals being in the shadow of their punts being in the shadow of the goalposts. Well, these fireworks are in the shadow of the Peace Tower, and it can be um, pretty breathtaking. That being said, it's also... Uh, a wee bit of a zoo. There's a gazillion people who take to the streets downtown and uh, turn it into uh, uh, a massive party. Um, and it's a lot more enjoyable when the weather is nice than when it rains. And sometimes that can be very predict- uh, unpredictable, and um, it can turn it into a, a pig fest. Oh, <laughs> For lack of That's a better nice. term. That's a great term. What's it like out there today? It's a real pig fest here, everybody. Yeah, it's a big fest. Happy, yeah. happy Canada Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should do chopper traffic. I feel like that would be a good term for like a traffic jam or something like that. It's a real pig yeah, fest. I honestly read I have not been downtown for Canada Day in quite some time. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Yeah. Fair enough. How long have you lived in Ottawa now? Oh, I've been here. Let's see. I'm 62, so um, about 55 years. 50, yeah, 55 years probably. Oh wow. Okay. Good awesome. lord. I'm old, eh? Uh, well, yeah. you're, you've you've seen some things. I mean, I forget about the Red Blacks. You remember the Rough Riders, not the Super Season '88. Reed, <laughs> two wins. I was uh, that one, well, I was part of the coverage I, of that I, one. Yeah, I'm not going to laugh at that because our Elks might be lucky to get to two oh this year. God, but that's that's no a whole kidding, other eh? that's a whole other story that we have yeah. more we have Morley coming up to deal with that more. Uh, okay, so. Connor Brown, he's here. It was long speculated he was going to be here. I'm, I'm not going to get somebody from Washington on because he only played four games there. He played right. close to 200 uh, with the Senators. I, I guess it's it's kind of a two-part question. It's it's not what are just what are the Oilers getting. It's also how is he going to fit in with what the Oilers already have. Well, I think the bonus is he's a great teammate. I think he's extremely um, motivated as well, and he's also a former teammate of uh, Connor McDavid's. And from what I'm led to believe, and in fact I heard Connor say this, uh, that uh, he was um, recruited by uh, McDavid. So um, uh, that's obviously welcoming news for somebody who's coming off major knee surgery. When you tear your anterior cruciate ligament, you've got uh, a ton of rehab to do. Um, to the medical community's credit, they have really, really changed things in terms of being able to get back on the saddle as quickly as possible. And to his credit, he's an extremely hard-working young man. So um, there's character coming out the yin-yang going to Edmonton from Connor Brown. He can be, I, I get the impression, and look, at I wasn't in the locker room every day um, or inside the locker room every day behind closed doors, but as a team made um i think he's a from what i'm led to believe a, a very good teammate he was relatively um um, how do I say it? He was relatively stand, I won't say standoffish because that sounds a little bit arrogant, but um, 
he was hard to get a read on. He was very respectful of the comments that he would make when asking and when asked questions, but there were times when you kind of thought he doesn't really want to be here. And I guess that applies to all athletes, but he he, he sort of <laughs> let it be known that, you know, my time is precious and I really don't want to be here, but I know I have to be kind of thing. But listen, that's 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 a minor complaint. That has nothing to do with, uh, with what uh, Oiler fans are going to get a chance to see. And I'm actually quite anxious to see him play with Connor McDavid and uh, just see, look, you hate to see anybody go through the injury situation that he went through and uh, for him to be able to come back um, and be prepared to, um, you know, have the ups and downs again of an NHL season um, that's uh, pretty strong intestinal fortitude, so good on him. So when the Oilers sign a guy like this, 20 goals in 16-17, 21 goals in just 56 games with the Senators in the Canadian division season, Yep. Fair to point that out, but uh, hey, you know, our fans are passionate and they look at other things. And Stoff and I and Mooner did a show Saturday morning for a couple hours and we got a message saying, you know, Connor Brown can't play defense, doesn't help the team. Uh, and I, to be fair, I got to ask mm-hmm. too, I mean, uh, 10 goals in that final season in Ottawa, had an eight-goal season when he played the whole... Like, is, is there con- a concern that, okay, we might get a 12-goal version of this guy if it doesn't go well, you know what I mean? That's a concern, right? You know, yes, there is. Um, if it has to be, if you happen to think that's uh, 12 goals is concerning, you know, he could be, uh, you know, based on his salary here, he could be a third, fourth line guy. He's bounced around lineups in the past. He certainly did with Ottawa. He played more top six though uh, than than the bottom six when he was with the Leafs. He was a bottom six guy uh, for the most part, but he does have the ability to uh, bounce around the lineup and and if somebody goes down in Edmonton or is not you know um, um, pulling his weight in the top six Connor has that ability to 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 jump up um, I think he's got He's got decent enough skills to do that, and obviously when you're able to score 20 goals a couple of times in this league, and now all of a sudden you're going to an extremely skilled, offensive-minded team, um, he might be the beneficiary of, um, and these aren't, when I say tap-ins in front of the net, these aren't easy goals to score, but he might have the ability to be able to do just that. So um, I think you're getting a good one uh, in him. Um, He's an exceptional penalty killer, and boy, uh, I'm I'm not sure who called you to say he can't play a lick of defense. Well, he's a pretty good penalty killer, and he has the ability to score goals uh, as a penalty killer. So um, he was fun to watch, certainly in Ottawa, as one of those, and he made Ottawa's PK that much much better. I don't think the Senators um, really wanted to lose him. They just kind of ran into, uh, again, financial difficulties with the cap and knew that he was probably going to want a lot more money following uh, not the 10-goal season, but the 21-goal season. So they made the move to trade him, and um, probably in the long run, when you look at things and how things settled in, probably in the long run, regretted doing it, regretted trading them because they made a couple of significant moves. Nick Paul was another one who was uh, was cast aside or traded away, and um, um, that didn't help matters.
players either as far as the, the overall depth of the organization is concerned, and that's the key here. Every team is looking for it, and uh, you got depth in Connor Brown. Okay. Well, I think Oilers fans will, will like what you're saying here tonight. Gord Wilson joining us, Senators analyst in Ottawa here on Inside Sports. I guess uh, I want to ask you one other question about the Senators. I guess I'll just focus on the goalie thing because they, uh, they, they gave a lot of money in term to Jonas Corposalo, who, who is a good goalie, but I guess you'll wonder uh, about that level of commitment. Well, yeah, I think, you know what, in an ideal world, three or four years would have been sufficient, but obviously uh, they're looking for a number one guy. Um, and the fact that at 29 years of age, he's going to serve as a mentor to the up-and-coming Mad Sogard, who I think just turned 23, if I'm not mistaken, saw time in the NHL last year and showed very, very promising signs of being um, a goaltender who can likely, at six foot seven, probably carry the load eventually and I think that's the idea the plan in place is to have this guy now under contract for five years and mentor Mad Sogard when he is to the point where he gets ready to take over the reins basically uh Corpus Allo put up some pretty good numbers many years ago in Columbus and then put up some really lousy numbers. In fact, I think um, he had some of the worst numbers in the NHL, if I'm not mistaken, but he also had some serious hip issues. And when he got healthy, I think he had a hip operation, and when he got healthy, his numbers improved and improved enough to give the Los Angeles Kings hope in postseason play uh, this past year. Uh, He certainly wasn't the reason why the uh, Kings uh, exited the playoffs when they did. Uh, In fact, he gave them everything uh, that they needed to move on. They just couldn't score enough goals and stay disciplined enough. That being said, um, I think Corpusalo certainly was on Ottawa's radar back in I'm going to say March, uh, when they knew that they probably were not going to bring Cam Talbot back. It was a situation that just did not work out with Cam. Uh, He had too many injuries. He couldn't stay healthy. And when he did stay healthy, he wasn't nearly as consistent as how he was, certainly with you guys, and perhaps uh, more significantly when he was with the Minnesota Wild last year that made that trade so attractive to Ottawa. Um, They had an issue with the goaltending last year. And even when Cam Talbot and Anton Forsberg were both healthy, there were times this team went through stretches where the goaltending just wasn't good enough. And when you miss the playoffs by four wins or five wins, um, and you know goaltending could um, be a big part of those types of games, um, and you don't get it done because of it, um, you know you're going to be looking for change. Okay. Well, Senators have been an interesting team to watch uh, over the last few years for a variety of different reasons. So thanks for updating us on that and uh, giving us the scouting report on Connor Brown. Gord, we really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, taking a summer evening here in Ottawa to join us on Inside Sports. Hey, my my pleasure. (laughs) I was hoping to talk Elks. I watched that game the other night. We're really uh, bad. I'm hoping hoping to come back. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for not asking me about Alex Dabrinkit. It was either Corpus or or him. Because uh, okay. I wanted to focus on Connor Brown, so maybe we'll, we'll get you on again to do that. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. okay, Reed, have a good one. That is Gord Wilson. So a very, very uh, positive comments from him on Connor Brown, who did spend three years with the Senators and is now an Edmonton Oiler. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Back in a couple minutes. <laughs> 
Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Blue Jays and White Sox scoreless in the third. 780-496-0063. We have Glenn on the line. Hello, Glenn. Uh, hi, Reed. How are you? Quite well. Um, you had mentioned uh, when you were speaking about uh, Connor Brown's uh, base salary and then his in, uh, his um, incentives to uh, perhaps go up to four million dollars, and you had mentioned ten games. That's it, baby. I'm sure I misunderstood that, but are you saying that if he plays ten games, he'll get up to four million dollars? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Ten games? Yes, I know. It's kind of shocking, isn't it? Y- yes, it is. But I, I, okay, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what else. I, I was, I was a little surprised too, because you know, Stoff was discussing on Saturday maybe there'd be a plateau at 35, 45, and 55 that it would be fairly easy for him to achieve the bonus. Uh, yes, I, I did not think it would be. Uh, quite that easy. Hopefully he does play 10 games and plays them quite well. Now again, this goes on next year's cap, everybody, but that could create some other issues. Former D-man Mark has decided to call in tonight. You must be really bored or really excited. What are the other? Ah, well, it's just uh, maybe more bored, but uh, <laughs> no, I wanted to ask about Evan Bouchard. Have the Oilers extended him an offer yet? Uh, well, he got they they gave qualifying offers, right, to the restricted free agents. Beyond that, I'm not sure the status of the negotiations. Uh, well, you say qualifying offer. What what is the qualifying offer? That's where they got to offer a 10 percent uh, a 10 percent raise to the restricted free agents, right? Okay, fair enough. Well, I I, I didn't realize that the Connor Brown bonus was that until right now. Well. Doesn't that kind of put a hamper on uh, getting Bouchard signed? Because don't they only have... Not this year. Oh, no, you said it goes on to next year. Brown's, the, the 3.225 for Brown goes on next year's cap. Oh. So that's that's how they got around that, okay? Um, oh, yes. So, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, no, I, I, I made a mistake. You have to offer 100%. Depending, uh, sorry, there's there's different restrictions here, different rules. Basically, for a restricted free agent, you have to offer them at least what they were making last year, and then depending on their age, you have to offer them a, a 10% raise. But then they can negotiate anything else on top of that. So let's say, so here's the problem for the Oilers, as I see it. And then the, and at least, Mark, we're no longer talking about the problem that they're a bad team. <laughs> Right? The the problem is, is if Brown, let's say Brown scores 30 goals, okay? He now becomes a $5 million player, just for argument's sake, let's say $5 million because that's the neighborhood of Hyman and Nooch, okay? He now becomes a $5 million player who you would like to resign, and then plus you're going to owe him $3.2 million from this year. So he then becomes basically an $8 million player for next year. Let's say they sign Bouchard for one year and he gets 60 or 65 points because he's on that power play. What is he going to want? Eight? Certainly certainly six or seven. The thing is you can't, and, and that's why I said I'd rather see the Oilers bite the bullet on him on a five or six year deal if 
they could get him in that realm of the five million five and a quarter. Because I know you're paying him for something he hasn't done yet, but the reality is year let's say he has a fifty to sixty point year. Well, everything after that would be gravy. Right. You know, but they the can't the reality of it is the reality of it is a defenseman of that stature is making exactly what you're saying. The pro- you're the in the $8 million range, and at that point, you've got no choice. You've got to you've got to offload uh, some of your players because right. But they can't pay him that this year because right now, and I'm, I'm checking on Cap Friendly, they have $5.6 million left. So let, let's say hypothetically you paid Bouchard five times five, which he probably wouldn't take. But let's say you offered him five by five and he took it. Now you can't even pay Ryan McLeod the minimum. And Ryan McLeod's going to want probably around two. So that's... Right? Isn't it time that maybe, uh, you know, he did some personal services, uh, some gardening on the side? <laughs> like the Gretzky Bockley did deal. Yeah. A couple million dollars from uh, Kate to do some gardening, <laughs> yeah. some hypothetical gardening. You could drive the Zamboni between periods. There we go. <laughs> hey, Mark, thanks for calling. That is Mark, 780 496 We'll go to West Edmonton Mall when we get back.